We'd like to welcome you to our current event and weekly Bible study for February 10th, 2013. And today we're going to be covering just a kind of a variety of different current events, um, pretty much like a usual study. Uh, first set of reports we're going to cover are regarding the drones. And the first article is entitled, Drone Strikes on Americans Are Now Legal. A confidential Justice Department memo concludes that the U.S. government can now order the killing of American citizens if they are believed to be, quote, senior operational leaders of Al-Qaeda or an associated force. Now, with the reclassification of patriots, Bible-believing Christians, pro-lifers, pro-Second Amendment, as terrorists, as in a lot of the literature in law enforcement, it's obviously moving more and more in that direction, this associated force could easily mean those that I just mentioned as well, not just some, you know, let's say Muslim terrorist hiding in a cave somewhere over in uh, Saudi Arabia or Iran. So again, it's this incrementalism that's creeping this to this acceptance factor of drone strikes on American citizens, killing them, taking them out. And obviously, the government's investing a massive amount of funds, uh, monetary funds, regarding this thing and regarding the subject. So, uh, it goes on to say, well, it says, if they are believed to be senior operational leaders of Al-Qaeda or an associated force, even if there is no intelligence indicating they're engaged in an active plot to attack the U.S. So they don't have to have a reason, in other words. That's pretty open-ended. You know, when it says Al-Qaeda or an associated force, and there doesn't even have to be any intelligence indicating they're engaged in an active plot against the U.S. (laughs) So that could pretty much mean anybody they want to kill. So um, this is, you know, just breaking this week, and... um, that was from Open Channel. That was from NBC News. That source. So it's not like this is even some kind of. This is mainstream media openly admitting this. Next report. White House says drone strikes on America uh, are ethical and wise. The White House press secretary said Tuesday, the administration's use of drones is legal, ethical, and wise. Quote. These are all quotes at a press briefing following remarks by President Obama. This also could be, I believe the timing of this is not coincidental regarding the gigantic push to take away our Second Amendment, to take away, you know, really all guns is where it's going to end up. That's what they want. They want all guns. They want to totally disarm the American populace, so they'll be defenseless. But the ones that hold out, and there's going to be millions that do, they can just send in drone strikes against them and not have to even worry about, you know, casualties on their end. So I think this is why this is all happening from a timing standpoint. Uh, Then right on cue, this week, or just this broke, uh, I think yesterday, no, today, Christopher Dorner becomes the first official human target for drones on domestic U.S. soil. The police plan to use spy drones in the hunt for the Rambo-style ex-soldier and policeman who has uh, murdered three people and vowed to kill again. 
They believe burly, heavily armed Christopher Dorner is holed up in the wilderness of California snow-capped San Bernardino Mountains, 80 miles east of Los Angeles. And he's the one you're hearing all about on the news. And, again, this is right on cue. They just announced all the stuff where drone strikes on Americans are legal. Now they're going to use drones to track down this guy. And and you could the people would say, well, hey, yeah, I mean, we we need to use whatever methods we have available to to get this uh, homicidal maniac type of dude. And it's all falling in line, and it, it's all it's just not by accident. All this is happening at the exact same time. And again, it's a conditioning thing. I mean, um, to get us to accept, okay, it's all right to you know take out. U.S. American citizens on our own soils with drone strikes. This is the first uh, step toward that process. And it happened literally right after they announced all this stuff, the White House did, saying that the drone strikes are ethical-wise and uh, legal regarding targeting American citizens. So, next report, White House is saying now no more information about drone killings will be released to the public. So now we're going to be in the total dark about it as well. Okay. This is how corrupt, evil, rogue, and satanic the government, the Obama White House, is becoming, particularly now that he's in for a second term. The Illuminati have him, has him right where they want him, as like a puppet on a string. Now they have him in for a second term, and there's no need to worry about a re-election at this point. So they're really ramping things up. Uh, I've never seen anything like it. White House Press Secretary Jay Carney told reporters Thursday that the Obama administration will not be releasing any more information about the controversial use of drones uh, to kill American citizens. So we'll be in the dark about that as well. Now, then at the same time, and this is happening in other cities as well, there is some pushback on this. Charlottesville, Virginia becomes the first U.S. city to ban government spy drones. So there is pushback, the inevitable pushback. Um... Which, again, the Illuminati gauge that to see uh, public reaction, to see how far they can push their draconian agenda. Next report, cops arrest 10-year-old for bringing toy gun to school. 10-year-old boy in Alexandria, uh, Virginia, I believe, was arrested after police said he brought a toy handgun to school on Tuesday. A day after, he showed it to others on the school bus. The boy, a fifth grader at Douglas MacArthur Elementary School, whose name is not being released, was charged as a juvenile with brandishing a weapon. Now, in order for that to be a weapon, it has to be a real weapon. But it's a toy. Toy gun. Uh, this was said by the police. He was also suspended from school. In Alexandria City Public Schools, Superintendent Morton uh, Sherman said further action is being considered, including expulsion. I think he should just be gut shot. You know, I mean, this is that serious of an offense. Bringing a toy gun to school. You know, why not just execute him? I mean, is this where we're going with this insanity? (laughs) Unbelievable. But, you know, they're going to major on minors and minor on majors, is is what they're going to do. They're going to go and try to do everything to take away our guns while they arm to the teeth, buying millions and millions more rounds this week as well, take away our guns, and then prohibit any mention of guns in school and and actually classify that, evidently, as some type of terroristic activity. 
Uh, everything's backwards. You know, what's good is called evil, and what's evil is called good. And the Bible says, woe to them that call evil good and good evil. And this is the norm in today's day and age. Next report, Arizona student suspended for having a gun screensaver on his computer. Gun screensaver. Student in Florence, Arizona was suspended last week because he had a picture of a gun on his computer. The incident is yet another in a long line of ridiculous knee-jerk reactions by schools all over the nation in response to, to the December Sandy Hook shooting. Just absolute, total insanity. Satanic insanity. Uh, next report, DHS raids gun collector, confiscates nearly 1,500 guns, no charges filed. On Wednesday, the Department of Homeland Security, along with the SWAT team in Bernalillo County Sheriff's deputies raided the home of Robert Adams in Albuquerque, New Mexico. And according to a federal search warrant affidavit, the raid seized nearly 1,500 firearms from the man's home business. However, no charges have been filed against him. Well, as long as they have his guns, that's the main thing. They get those off the street. And uh, Despite the fact that the court documents reveal that agents have been watching him for years. The neighbors say that he was a firearms collector and some indicated that he was also a licensed gun seller. No charge has been filed. Probably they don't have anything to charge him with. They just wanted to get his guns. Again, this is just like these other things I've already mentioned, setting precedents. Setting like, okay, what's the new normal for America? You know, arresting a child for bringing a toy gun to school. The new normal is, is a, a, a kicking a student out or arresting them because they have a gun screensaver. The new normal is just them coming into your house and them taking... All of your weapons no, with, with no charges being filed. The new normal is now drone strikes on Americans on U.S. soil with no, uh, I mean, again, let's just to reiterate that one. Even if there's no intelligence indicating they're engaged in an active plot against the U.S. <laughs> That's the new normal. <laughs> again, it's just, you know, if it's satanic and it's evil... You know, unfortunately, that's uh, where the government's going to be. Okay, so continuing on, then we have the Reverend Jesse Jackson says gun control supporters are domestic terrorists. So during an interview with Wall Street Journal posted on January 30th, the Reverend Jesse Jackson said the anti-government people, quote anti-government people, espousing what amounts to be a confederate ideology, so now it's this big racial prejudice. Evidently, the Second Right thing is now all about racial prejudicial, black against white, you know, bigoted, hypocritic, hypocritic, you know, white, dumb, redneck, hillbilly Southerners. This is what they're not so subtly implying here. Obviously, okay. He says any government people espousing what amounts to be a, quote, confederate ideology. This is coming out of the mouth of one of the most degenerate uh, ministers that's ever walked the planet. I could do probably a three, four hour study just exposing the evils of this fork-tongued devil. Okay? So it's really, I love it, it's like the pot calling the kettle black. It's like he's, he's making all these accusations and there's about five billion fingers pointed at him, you know. So he says, so um, any government people espousing wants to be a confederate ideology will engage in terrorist activities unless the government enacts draconian laws 
restricting the possession the possession of firearms. So this is what he's saying. So the government needs to be, become 100 times more big brother, take away all our firearms, or all of these anti-government people with this confederate ideology are going to overrun, evidently, the nation and the government as a whole. And they're the true terrorists. They're the true ones we need to fear. They're the bad guys. And he's Mr. Clean. Just the, the hypocrisy is just, it never ends. It just gets worse, actually. Jackson said the Second Amendment provides these domestic terrorists with the ability to, quote, do something about how they feel, end of quote in their effort to, quote, fight the government. The phrase Confederate ideology is <clears throat> short for, uh, for the political philosophy that stresses the state's rights, including nullification and adherence to the Constitution. This is what he's trying to, but he's trying to use it in a derogatory way. New York Representative Charlie Rangel, <laughs> another one I could do it, huge study on, said in January that Southern culture, a specific reference to gun culture prevalent in the South, is something that Democrats must work to overcome. So the pro-abortion, pro-gay, pro-sodomite, pro-evil Democrats, and I'm not saying Republicans are, are, I'm not letting them off the hook. I understand it's two sides of the same wicked coin, but I'm, I'm talking about in principle, from a morality standpoint, what the Democrats stand for. And how a supposed minister could be a Democrat, I just don't understand that. If you would have any semblance of Christianity at all. Billy Graham says he's a lifelong Democrat. Quoted. How does that work? How do you align yourselves with pro-abortion, pro-gay, pro-evil, overtly, pro-liberal, Everything against the Bible and say you're a lifelong Democrat. I just I don't I, I just haven't been able to get that yet. But but it's again and it's again it's Democrats versus Republicans, blacks versus whites, pro Second Amendment versus you know it's it's these big divisions that are trying to be created to actually ultimately foment a race war, a race and a war, uh, a civil war, a, a second type of civil war, war of the races, and also a war from one side of the of the, um, with the government wanting to implement their draconian agenda and their minions against the pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, pro-Constitution, pro-Bible, pro-Prepper. That's the war that's being fomented now. The battle lines are being drawn by the mainstream media. They're trying to demonize the people, the group that I just mentioned, I'm part of, obviously, Christians also in that group, and we're 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 the terrorists. We're the bad guys. We're the devils, and we're the ones that need to be dealt with. And this is what they're doing here through this this demonic rhetoric. So the Southern Poverty Law Center has also linked the Second Amendment activists to terrorists, which is also another unbelievably corrupt group. The organization argues that the radical right is exploiting the gun rights issue to push a white supremacist political ideology. <laughs> yeah, I, I left my Ku Klux Klan hat back in, you know, back at the office. I, I uh, you know, they got me. Well, what can I say? You know, a anyway, so this is all about white supremacy and, um, you know, Ku Klux Klan and whatever. 
The SPLC, Southern Poverty Law Center, has worked closely with the Department of Homeland Security. So look at who they're working with. One wicked faction working with another wicked faction. And in 2009, leaked the DHS document revealing the agency's obsession with right-wing extremists of the ilk that I just named. The pro-Bible, pro-Christian, pro-Second Amendment, pro-life, pro-prepper, those, those types of people. Um, so they have this obsession with right-wing extremists. In early December, sports columnist Jason Whitlock likened the NRA, National Rifle Association, to the Ku Klux Klan, the racist organization established during the Reconstruction by former Confederate soldiers. <laughs> Albert Pike was the guy that pretty much started it. He's the guy that also wrote the book Morals and Dogma, which is the Bible to the Freemasons, even though a lot of Freemasons may never have read it. It is considered the Bible. And there's two versions. There's an esoteric and there's an exoteric. The ones that they give to the broad masses of Freemasons, if they choose to read it, is the exoteric. But the esoteric is the one where he says the real stuff. And in that one, he's quoted, and there's all other kinds of quotes where he was saying, to the highest degree, Freemasons, the 30th, the 31st, the 32nd, the 33rd degree, but what we tell the crowd is that we worship God, that God that the world adores, meaning the God of the Bible, or in his interpretation at least. But what we say to you, Sovereign Grand Inspector Generals of the 30th, 31st, 32nd, and 33rd degrees, the highest degrees, is that we worship Lucifer. They're very frank. And this is the, the Confederate War General, highest ranking Confederate War General, only Confederate War General that actually has a statue of him within the city limits of Washington, D.C. Why would they do that? Because they honor their own. They honor their own. On either side, they're going to honor their own. And he was obviously a very, very wicked man. So... Here's, an, here's a little action post. It says you can click here to contact your U.S. Senators. Ask them to oppose Joe Mankin's veterans gun ban and the National Gun Registry. There's all types of legislation pointing from different... They're seeing what they can get away with right now. Um, the government, d- different governmental officials are introducing legislations and things of this nature to see what they can sneak through. Right now, they tried it in Illinois, they're trying some stuff right now in California, this natural, national gun register. I mean, could you imagine if they were, if they say, okay, we, we're, we've enacted this. Can you imagine the unbelievable uh, hassle that would be? I mean, for all gun owners to come in and register all their guns. Give me a break. I mean, and the only reason they want you to register them is because they want to know where you're, where you're keeping them, who you are, so that when they come to get them, they know what they need to gear up against. And they'll know exactly how many guns you have and where they are and, and this type of thing. Maybe not where they are in your house, but they'll know you have them. It's insanity. It is, that is literally the precursor to, you know, the extermination of uh, millions and millions of Americans. Because again, as I've said before, this is the linchpin for the mass culling of Americans in that classification that I had just talked about. Would be considered by by the Illuminati, the extreme right, you know, pro-life, pro-Second Amendment, pro-Bible, pro-Christian, 
these types of people. So this is what they're gearing up for. Um, here's a little YouTube clip of Pastor Garrett Lear, who actually I met and spent some time with uh, at a conference years back. Um, Patriot Pastor Garrett Lear, Concord, New Hampshire, State House Rally. And he dresses up like those guys from like the 1700s, and he gives these speeches. And uh, if you want to see that speech, it's, it's a good one. Next report, Connecticut bill would require homeschooler teens to get behavioral assessments. This is where this is all leading to. If you're not going to be in a state-run public school, homeschoolers are, the, are, are of the, the Illuminati would look at as the most extreme because they, don't, they have the least amount of control over the curriculum of a homeschooler. You can have a Christian curriculum with a Christian mom giving the homeschool curriculum, or dad, and, and they don't like that. The Illuminati doesn't like that because they don't have control over your child. They want total control over the child. They want to tell you, you need to get him vaccinated. We need to uh, get him indoctrinated into this perverted sexual education at the earliest possible age. They're even doing things with, with certain children like at the age of kindergarten. We need to indoctrinate them into the whole gay, lesbian, transgendered uh, lifestyle as though that's normal. And then also the whole transhumanism agenda, the whole... Uh, Mother Gaia Earth worship need to call and kill everybody on the planet because you're going to grieve Mother Gaia concept. We're going to talk about that later with Agenda 21. There's so many things that they can't do to your child if they don't have them in a public school system. And again, then you have the Christian schools, okay, which is kind of like in the middle. I mean, obviously a lot more, way better than, than... Public schools, okay, um, but the homeschoolers are are at that fringe, and they don't want that at all. Now, the proposal bill would require homeschooled children ages twelve, fourteen, and seventeen to have a behavioral health assessment. Now, see, up until now, a lot of this stuff hasn't affected us directly in the United States. You might not have been stopped at a checkpoint yet. You know, if you've chosen to fly. Yeah, you've been affected by TSA. You've seen their draconian garbage. I don't fly anymore. But unfortunately, there's coming a time, and it appears to be in the very near future, where we're going to have this stuff where we can't get away from it anymore. You might have checkpoints on the street. You might, you know, and then now with stuff like this, where they're actually going to force homeschoolers to have behavioral assessments if this passes. The healthcare provider performing the assessment would be required to complete a form designed by the State Board of Education verifying that the assessment has been completed. Oh, so now you've got Big Brother assessing the mental health of your, let's say, for argument's sake, born-again, Bible-believing, Christian homeschooler child. Now that's going to be viewed as a mental disorder before long. It pretty much already is now anyway. It's a mental disorder. You know, No, you need to believe in inclusiveness, that we're all you know, going to wherever we're trying to get to, whether that's heaven, paradise, nirvana, whatever you want to call it. No, no, there's no such thing as hell. There's no such thing as ex- exclusivity. There's no such thing as the exclusivity of Christ where you have to get saved through. No, no, that's bigotry. So again, I really see this being another hideously horrific thing if they were able to pass this. The assessment would constitute an unwarranted gross invasion of family privacy. This bill should be opposed. Um, I give you a link here of real super proactive link if you want to take part in that. It gives you like every, I don't know, senator or whatever you need to contact. 
Uh, so the links there, I just couldn't list them all because it would have made my PDF probably like 15 more pages. <laughs> now, I said all that, but again, I'm not here to provoke or to impart the fear of man. I want you to have the fear of God. I also want you to have confidence and faith in God. I understand. Yes, there's going to be millions of people martyred. There's, there, there's been millions of people martyred. <laughs> Bottom line. You could say, well, whether you believe pre, post, pre-wrath, whatever type of tribulation, oh, if you don't believe you're going to go into tribulation, whatever, but you have to understand, it doesn't even, that is almost irrelevant by the standpoint of, you look at what's going on right now in Africa, like in the Sudan, and in those types of places, or certain places in China. These people are being killed every day for being a Christian. Iran, Iraq, these types of places, maybe not Iraq so much, but Iran, or a lot of the really, really, uh, Totally controlled Islamic countries. I mean, you know, you preach the cross of Christ there, it's a death sentence. So that's already going on in parts of the planet. So, but you know, I also believe it's important that we have faith to believe that God can deliver us. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. Faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, and the evidence of things not seen. Hebrews 11.1 1. The Bible says in Psalm 140, verse 1, Deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man. This is what we're talking about. All these wicked, evil, satanic, luciferian government factions that are trying and actively proposing to enact just the things I've talked about today, these are evil, wicked people. The Bible says that the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. And that they are vessels of wrath fitted, which means prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. They were before of old ordained to this condemnation, like the Bible says in Jude, when certain men crept in unaware, unaware to the congregation, you know, turning the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ into lasciviousness, into evil, into sin. Okay, so these people are just wicked. God has made all things for himself, yea, even the wicked for the day of evil. I don't quite understand that, but it's not for me to really understand or grasp every single thing in the Bible. The Bible says we see through a glass but darkly, but then face to face. We're not going to understand every single concept in the Bible. But the fact is, is the wicked are the wicked. The tares and the wheat, I don't think there's anything a tear can do, meaning a, a weed, that's going to change him into wheat. If he's truly wicked, if he's truly a vessel of wrath, fitted or prepared ahead of time for God's destruction, there is no salvation for that person. I just, they're wicked. <laughs> Period. They're not like you and I. They're, they're cut from a different cloth. The wicked will do wickedly. You know? And so, I think the Bible's pretty clear on that. And again, you're, you're living in a time when evil men and seducers are waxing worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived, 2 Timothy 3.13. So we're seeing an increase in that. But the Bible says, deliver me, O Lord, from the evil man. Preserve me from the violent man, which imagine mischiefs in their heart. Continually are they gathered together for war. They're waging war on righteous people. Now, a lot of the times, too, it's our own fault because we haven't done anything to push back the tide of evil. We've just, the, the church, I mean, not so much my listeners, but 
the, quote, church, and we're going to talk about that later in this teaching, for the most part, has sat on their collective hind ends and not done a whole lot to battle this evil, to push back the tide of evil. They haven't reproved the unfruitful works of darkness. But they've actually had fellowship with them. And the Bible says we're not supposed to have fellowship with them. They haven't made them manifest, as the Bible says we're, spo- we're supposed to make them manifest. This type of thing. So, we haven't marked them which cause division and offense as contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned and avoided them. For they that are such serve not our Lord Jesus Christ, but their own belly. And by good words and fair speeches deceive the hearts of the simple. Romans 16, verse 17 and 18. We haven't done that. Collectively. I'm not saying... My listeners, or even me, because I think that's what my ministry is totally about. Not to say I've done enough, but, you know, for the most part, it hasn't been done. And because it hasn't been done, we're now in the mess that we're in. I understand the Bible predicts it was going to be this way. I do understand that the Bible says he is going to be the one that sends the strong delusion. That they will believe a a lie. That they might all be damned to receive not the love of the truth, but had pleasure in in unrighteousness. Second uh, Thessalonians chapter 2. The Bible's clear on that. It's kind of like looking at it with a balance. Like, oh, okay, yeah, we should be doing this, but yet the Bible does predict this is going to happen. But some people would say, well, because the Bible predicts it's going to happen, why fight it? But, again, when you see evil, uh, my first instinct is to expose it, and to fight it, and to push back, and to shed light on it. You know? Because if you don't do that, it's like the Bible says in Ezekiel 3 and 33, if the watchman see the sword come into the city and he, wore, he blow not the trumpet to warn the city, then his blood will lie required at the watchman's hands. That's a good enough motivation right there for me to do it. <laughs> I mean, you know? So, going further, these, these evil men, which imagine mischiefs in their heart, continually are they gathered together for war. They have sharpened their tongues like, serp, like a serpent. Adder's poison is under their lips. So in other words, don't trust what comes out of their mouths. Everything that Obama pretty much says is an absolute bald-faced, fork-tongue lie. Every time I see the guy give a speech, all he does is lie like a rug. Get it? Rugs lie on the ground. Anyway. Um, then he says, keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Now this is David asking God to do this for him. David was a man after God's own heart. So there's a lot, I believe, that can be gleaned from imprecatory prayers, particularly in Psalms. Now, I've done a whole teaching on this. Just key in Psalm, in the search box, it's Psalm 64. Imprecatory prayers, a Christian's door of hope. Uh, just not something you're going to hear real often. But it's true. There's, there's biblical truth that can be gleaned all over the Bible. Keep me, O Lord, from the hands of the wicked. Preserve me from the violent man who have purposed to overthrow my goings. That's what they're purposing to do. The proud have hit a snare for me, and cords, they have spread a net by the wayside, they have set gins for me. Gins is a trap. I said unto the Lord, Thou art my God, hear the voice of my supplication, O Lord. O God, the Lord, the strength of my salvation, Thou hast covered my head in the day of battle. Praise the Lord. Grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked, further not his wicked device, lest they exalt themselves. We're not supposed to say, Oh God, bless... I know, I understand what Jesus said about, you know, do good to those that despitefully use you, bless those that curse you, these types of things, but we're not supposed to 
ask God to bless the wicked in their wickedness. The biggest blessing you could pray for those that despitefully use you, for them that take advantage of you in this type of thing, is for their souls to be saved. I mean, I think we'd all agree on that. There's no bigger blessing. I mean, up until the point when you get saved, nothing else really, truly matters that much. I mean, a thousand years from now, it's not going to matter. Somebody's burning in the lake of fire. You know. So the best thing you could pray for them is salvation. And whatever it takes to get them to that point of getting saved, whether it's God hanging them out over hell for a half hour, if it takes that much, well then, praise the Lord. It took, like, two extreme things, my parents dying for them to get saved. So sometimes it takes the utmost, and then before that, ten years of misery and woe in their lives to get them to the point where they would accept Jesus Christ. Sometimes it takes that. People are so prideful and so stubborn and have so much preoccupation, I guess, with the world. Sometimes it takes that much. You know, some people get saved and it's like, I mean, I got got saved, I think, relatively easy once I actually heard a clear presentation of the gospel. But some people, it's like, (laughs) you know, you've got to take every single thing away from them in order for them to get saved. That's the best thing I think we could ever pray for anybody that's unsaved. You know? But we're not supposed, I don't believe we're supposed to go around and, 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 you know, oh, grant the desires of the wicked God. What good would that do? Then they're just going to do more wickedly and they're going to take possibly more people to hell and they're going to commit more sin. No, it says, grant not, O Lord, the desires of the wicked. Further not his wicked device, because you know no good thing will come of it, lest they exalt themselves. So this is a biblical way to pray. As for the head of those that compass me about, let the mischief of their own lips cover them. Let burning coals fall upon them, let them be cast into the fire, into deep pits, that they rise up not again. Well, then you could say, well, what good is that going to do? What's just going to send them to hell? Well, the Bible talks about that in Psalm 64. It says, but God shall shoot them with an arrow, suddenly shall they be wounded, so they shall make their own tongues to fall upon themselves. All that see them shall see in fear and shall declare the work of God for they shall wisely consider of his doing. And the righteous shall be glad in the Lord and trust in him and all the upright in heart shall glory. So you see all these, the three things at the end where we see God's judgment come, but then we see these other things that happen as a result of God's judgment on the wicked. All men shall see and fear and shall declare the work of God. You know, the righteous will rejoice. And then people get saved in that environment as well. But if the wicked prosper in wickedness and just do wickedly, there's not going to be a lot of people looking at that saying, wow, I really want to get saved. Look at the wicked prosper. You know? And seeing no God's, not seeing God's judgment on that situation. But if God's judgment comes, that's a different story. Why? Because then they fear God. And the fear of God is the beginning of wisdom, understanding, and knowledge. You need wisdom, understanding, and knowledge in order to get saved, right? Well, there you go. So, going further, excuse me, Uh, let not an evil speaker be established in the earth. Evil shall hunt the violent man to overthrow him. I know that the Lord will maintain the cause of the afflicted and the right of the poor. Surely the righteous shall give thanks unto thy name. The upright shall dwell in thy presence. So, again, I wanted to take a little break there to like, let's go over some positive Bible verses, because the the info that I'm bringing forth typically is so 
amazingly negative now. Unfortunately, it's just factual knowledge that's, that's occurring. But it also tells us how we, sh- how we can pray as well. If we're not aware of these devices of Satan, then they can get an advantage of us. And we also um, have no idea to pray for something if we don't know it's happening. Now, I also got this this week. <clears throat> Another Alex Jones warning. I'll tell you, Jones, he's something else, I'll tell you. <clears throat> Ultimately, I think he is going to be used as a... Ultimately, okay, he puts out, the vast majority of what he puts out anymore can be verified as factual as truth. He links to other mainstream news media stories that they're just flat out coming out and they're flagrant about it now, about what they're going to be doing. Okay, so I think a lot of his content is very good. But, his other, when he gets off into the spiritual realm, his other not-so-subtle agendas really start rearing their ugly head. He doesn't do it every day. He might go two, three weeks, doesn't really say anything that will even raise a red flag. But it's when he does do this, and the dangerous part is he's calling himself a, a Christian, but he's preaching another gospel. And I'm going to prove that right now. And I've done many warnings on him. Okay, I'm not saying you can't glean from Jones. I do. Okay, Just understand that ultimately I believe he will be used and is being used of Satan to subtly, and what is Satan, the most subtle serpent beast of the field, he's doing this to subtly bring in this new age pseudoscience philosophy of his view of God and the universe and these types of things. Again, this week... <clears throat> He has a link, and it's entitled, Yet More Evidence Emerges That Our Universe Is a Grand Simulation Created by an Intelligent Designer. Now this is from Mike Adams, who's a frequent uh, host there. Mike Adams, the Health Ranger. New Ager, through and through. Total New Ager. Not a born-again Christian. Okay. Not a born-again Christian at all. Mike Adams. So this is from his Natural News site. But it was posted on Jones' site. It says, there's a lot of buzz in the news about a new scientific study that statistically supports the idea that our known universe is actually a grand computer simulation. So see, none of this is real, guys. It's all just fake. All the blood of the martyr that was spilled, like from the Catholic Church and then uh, from other wicked, evil factions, that, that blood that spilled was all fake. The pain that they felt, burning at the cross, that, that was all just fake. None of that was really real. Just a big computer. We're just in some big computer game like the Matrix. We're actually, right now, our, our souls are probably sitting in some type of seat and they've got something plugged into the back of our neck and none of this is really real. Now, if you start to buy into that lying garbage, it gets like evolution, where it's like, well, hey, if I evolve from a rock and like the primordial sludge, you know, rain, rain on the rocks and form the two-celled amoeba from a lightning strike and that forming the Piltdown Man and a mouse and a worm, and then to me, if you believe all that garbage, what, what's the point of life? Because we ultimately, our great, 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 great grandfather, going back a million times, was a rock. So what is the real point of life? If that actually happened, the Big Bang, and then that led to that. Well, this is very similar, because if we're really just living in a computer simulation, and it's just some big game, and God is just some big puppet master up there, kind of, and this is some cruel trick, what would be the point of life? You know? 
It's like, oh wow, who can I score the most points in the computer simulation game? Like Asteroids or Tetris or Tempest? That was my favorite game, Tempest. Anyway, um, when I was younger, uh, skating rink days. What would be the point? Well, this is what they're... They're actually having discussions now. Jones is coming out, calling himself basically a born-again Christian. Basically, follower of Jesus Christ, these types of things. He'll, he'll, he throws out these bones... And people are like, oh, yeah, yeah, he's a Christian, see, he said it. Yeah, but hold on, what is all the other stuff he's saying? Is there any leaven in his doctrine? Is there anything contrary to his life looking at him? Oh, hey, you know, he has Joe Rogan on. He's only a Satanist, one of his buddies. Charlie Sheen, total reprobate devil. Well, he has the head guy from Megadeth on. Oh, okay, the, yeah, well, and he's a born-again Christian. He got converted. But he still sings all the all the hard rock and satanic music. Oh, that, that works. That works. He has all these people that, with really, really super high governmental contacts. That thing that just happened with Stratfor that I reported on not too long ago where he hired that lady that worked for them. I mean, that was so in your face. And you know what? Somebody called up the other day. I was listening and he answered, and the guy brought up the thing about Strapper. And, and Jones just cut him off and acted like he was a nutbag. The guy was bringing up an absolutely, totally legitimate point that Jones should address, but he won't address because he knows that he's nailed. I nailed him in the study I did. Totally proved. I think there's way going on, more going on with Jones than, than meets the eye. And that's just a couple different things. I got like a 50-page document on the guy exposing him. It's huge. I've been compiling it for years. But, it reminds me of being in the Pentecostal church, or charismatic church, where you get like, oh, Brother Johnson, I got a word from God for you. And they come up to me, and I've been there, done it. And God said to tell me for you to do this. And I go out and do it, and I realize God never spoke to that person. At all. He was he or she was not hearing from God. A true prophet needs to nail it every time, according to Deuteronomy 18. I'll give you truth every time. Hey, it was only punishable by death in the Old Testament. If you didn't, no big deal, you know. But these ministries, like in the Pentecostal church, or these people that are in them, or the Charismatic church in particular, they give these bad words of prophecy. Or these bad predictions that don't come to pass. They'll prophesy and they'll say something very specific. And it doesn't come to pass. And then people just act like, okay, let's put the re- push the reset button. Because I didn't hear what they just told me. I'm just going to go on believing the same person. Even though they've proven themselves to be a false prophet and a charlatan. Happens over and over and over and over again. In TBN-like circles. I've been there. It's one of the biggest reasons I came out of it. Because I'm like, this shouldn't be happening. If they're really of God, they should be nailing this all the time. It's a very serious thing to be a prophet. And to give out bad, uh, unsuccessful predictions. That is the absolute 100% norm in charismatic Pentecostal circles. To give out bad predictions. Things that don't come to pass. And nobody... Not nobody, but people in general don't call them on it. They just, oh, okay, it's like, okay, let's hit the reset button. I'm going to erase that out of my memory banks, and let's just go on and keep following this, this devil. Because if he's, if he's giving bad words, he's a devil. Or he or she. 
In some way, way, shape, or form, that person's doing Satan's work. Well, they're so sincere. I don't care. You know, the road to hell is paved with good intentions. Like that, the phrase is, that's pretty much true. There is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. The heart is deceitful above all things, and desperately wicked. Who can know it? He who trusteth in his own heart is a fool. Proverbs 26, 28, or 28, 26. Anyway, um, anyway, I said all that. We go back to the Mike Adams article. He says, there's a lot of buzz in the news about the new scientific study that statistically supports the idea that our known universe is actually a grand computer simulation. I've actually written about this several times in articles about consciousness and the nature of reality. Oh, good. So I'm going to go to out to, to Mike Adams, Mr. New Ager Freak, to be my pastor now, to get truth. Be very careful when it comes to this type of subject, where what you're buying into and who you're gleaning truth from. If it's like, like today, White House has approved drone strikes on Americans in U.S. soil. That's not debatable. That's out of their own press secretary's mouth. This is a whole other different subject. Okay, This gets into biblical morality type issues. This goes totally contrary to the word of God. Don't you think if we were in a grand computer simulation that the Bible might have mentioned that somewhere? Jesus said in, in some lost book, the, the book of, um, I think the one I like is the lost book of Judas. That, I mean, I, I trust that one, wouldn't you? You know, the lost book of Judas. That we're actually in a big computer game, hooked into the matrix. Oh, Judas said it, so it has to be true. It's about that ridiculous. And you know science, which, if it were true and honest, would only prove the magnificence of God's creation, the omnipotence, the omniscience, the magnitude, and it would only scratch the surface, of the Lord Jesus Christ and his creation. The Bible says all things were made by him, Jesus Christ, and without him was not anything made that was made. John 1. It would prove that. And it could easily, and it does, but they suppress all that. And then they give us their false garbage pseudoscience junk, which is what we're dealing with here. Science is mostly used to try to discredit the word of God. Why? Because it can be used by Satan in order to put doubt in your head, in order to erode your faith. So that you're walking around, well, I got the full armor of God on, and your shield of faith looks like a um, like um, a saucer on a teacup. You're not going to be able to quench many fiery darts of the wicked one with a saucer-like teacup shield of faith. You know? It's just not going to happen. That's why they put this stuff out. I'm here to build up your faith in the Word of God, in the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm here to do the opposite of what they're trying to do to you as a Christian. Everything that's coming down the road from this wicked, evil governmental system, this one world government that's coming, one world religious system, one world political system, is going to be designed to destroy your faith. If they can destroy your faith, then what? if you have no faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, how do you fight? Why do you fight? What's the point? Just give in. That's what they want to do to you. And I see Jones doing this and it so infuriates me because I see right through what he's doing. 
And it's so unbelievably evil and unbiblical and subtle at the same time. Really not subtle to me, but to a lot of people I think it is because they don't even realize it. What does the Bible say about all the pseudoscience garbage? 1 Timothy 6.20 says, O Timothy, keep that which is committed to thy trust. Avoid profane and vain babblings. This is what we're talking about. Vain babbling. Yeah, we're in a computer simulation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that, I mean, it makes so much sense. Anyway, in oppositions of science falsely so-called. We're not supposed to be messing with all this pseudoscience garbage that oppose the word of God and what the Bible clearly states about creation. And then it says, and this would apply to Jones, which some professing, I believe that means like a professing Christian, which some professing have erred concerning the what? Faith. Because when you do this, when you don't avoid oppositions of science falsely so-called and profane and vain babblings, and you let that come into your thinking process, and you try to commingle that with the word of God, guess what? It destroys your faith. Because the two cannot coexist together. You have to either believe one, you have to either believe the word of God, or you don't believe it. That's why it's so important what Bible you're reading. You read one of these corrupt versions, like the NIV, that has 64,098 less words than the KJV, which is almost 10% of the total text, which was translated by a rabid lesbian named Virginia Molenkahn, some other reprobates, which was then spawned from the 1881 revised version of Westcott and Horde, which were two high-level occultists which were basically like closet Catholics. And they had seances with guys like Charles Darwin. I'm not making this stuff up. If that's your source of the word of God, it's been corrupted. It's been leavened. And if the foundations be destroyed, what can the righteous do? Psalm 11, verse 3. You better, you better get in the right word of God. You better build up your faith. You better get it on the solid rock of Christ Jesus because then when the winds come and the waves blow and all these things happen, you won't be moved off the solid rock of Christ Jesus. But most so-called Christians have built their foundation on sand. And we're getting ready real soon to see who the real Christians are. Me included. Me included. I'm not excluding myself saying, well, I'm above all of this. I'm holier than thou. Come not thou near me. I'm not saying that at all. We're all going to be tested. Believe that. The Bible says what we are. So, <laughs> it's just, this This really is near and dear to me about this thing with Jones. Because he's got the ear of a lot of patriots, a lot of pro-lifers, a lot of pro-constitutional, a lot of pro-preppers, a lot of Bible believers. And I don't want to see his leaven ultimately destroy their faith. I think a lot of things right now are positioned satanically, subtly, and when things go down, when the right thing happens, like the Ascended Masters make their big debut, or the Antichrist, the False Prophet, whatever you want to say, and possibly the UFOs come. And these types of things, when these types of things start going down, and they start pointing to all of their lies and garbage, and saying, you know, your religion's flawed, and your book... The, the Bible's flawed, and here we have Jesus with us, and we're going to present him to you, and he's going to unite all the Christian religions. If all that stuff started happening, you really better be grounded in the Word of God. You better be able to spot the counterfeit. And I really believe that Jones is going to go hook, line, and sinker when that really heavy-duty 
strong delusion that God says he was going to send when that happens. I believe he's going to go right into it. He's going to point his followers to it. Because he's a novice at best. And I don't even think he's that. The news, this news, by the way, also supports the idea of a creator who brought this universe and everything in it into existence by design. So see, what they're trying to do, Mike Adams, Jones, Paul Watson, what they're trying to do is saying, hey, listen guys, Christians, especially you Christians, we're all on the same team. See, this news that just happened, that we live in a grand computer simulation, it supports the idea of a creator. Who brought this universe and everything in it into existence by design? Oh, so we're all on the same team. Mike Adams, the New Ager, ungodly uh, Paul Watts, uh, Paul Watson, Jones, Mister Pseudo, New Agey Christian, who has David Icke on regularly, who has also been teaching this that we live in a holographic universe. And all this stuff about love while he uses the F word every other word in his speeches. Which is kind of, you know, a little bit contradictory. Um, yeah, yeah. Who, I mean, Jones used to refer to David Icke as the quote, uh, how do I split this? Sentence? Fecal matter in the punch bowl. Okay, that's how he used to refer to him, except it was a little more derogatory than that. Meaning he had some good information, but... He had all the stuff about this other stuff and the holographic universe. and, the, and But now Jones is totally on board with him. Totally on board. He has him on his show all the time. He's done a 180 with Ike. This totally line... In fact, he even said the other day, once this all came out, about science saying this, oh, I got to get Ike on to confirm this. So now he is being used satanically, in order to destroy your faith. Because if you start believing in this stuff, you can't believe this in the Bible at the same time. There's no Bible for this. There's no getting on board with the New Agers and getting in lockstep with them and joining hands and saying, yeah, we're in a big computer simulation. And you reading the Word of God and saying, yeah, yeah, it's, it's the same thing. It's, it's no different. No, huge difference. Huge difference. And if we're in a computer simulation, what does that also imply? Well, when we die, we just die. It's like a character in, in um, you know, a video game. When they die, they just, they die. There's no hell, there's no heaven, they just die. I mean, when you're playing, if you play a video game and, like, your character dies, does it go to heaven and hell? No, it just dies. Well, that's what it also, so see, people like jo uh, Paul Joseph Watson and Ike, and um, Mike Adams, they like that concept. Because deep down, I think we all realize there's a heaven and a hell. But most people don't want to think about that and don't want to think about the consequences. So something like, hey, if it was a computer simulation, we just <laughs> we, we just die and that's it. And, and game over. Do you have another quarter we can put in the machine? And then a new guy pops up. Okay, so let me just read that last sentence again. This news, by the way, also supports the idea of a creator who brought this universe and everything in it into existence by design. So this is Jones's way, David Icke's way, Paul Joseph Watson's way, Mike Adams' way of trying to weasel in to Christian circles and say, hey guys, we're all on the same team. And science even proves it. 
Yeah, it's a grand computer simulation. I know your Bible doesn't talk about that. But hey, we can all get on board the same team, can't we? The Bible says to be ye not unequally yoked together with unbelievers. For what communion hath righteousness with unrighteousness, or Christ with Belial, which means the devil. Second Timothy or Second Corinthians six fourteen. So, my comment: this whole thing about by design, like intelligent design. I said, oh, you mean like a, the ancient astronaut theory, or the intelligent design theory? Here, let me read you my teachings I've done on this, exposing this exact very concept, which is very subtle, and which is going to be one of the things that is the linchpin to take millions and millions and millions to hell. Now, I'm not saying that if they were um, already not Christians, that they weren't going to hell anyway. But this is going to be the thing that I believe seals the deal, from a satanic standpoint. Okay. Remember, the Bible says, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. The false prophets, the, the false pop, and then also this would include, obviously, the Antichrist and false prophet. It says they're going to deceive the whole world through their lying signs and wonders, miracles, and all these things. Okay. So that's another aspect of it. But, my study on the ancient astronaut lie, and the shocking origin of intelligent design. I'm just going to read you the, um, the uh, description. Okay. i give you the link here. This is a special study I felt convicted to do after viewing a 27-minute internet video put out by the Raelian cult. Now you can say, oh man, Raelian cult. No, no, this is, trust me, this is going to be the backbone of the coming deception, in part. The video does one of the most thorough jobs of condensing most of the coming New Age slash New World Order lies that I've ever witnessed. Most of these lies seem so appealing to the unsaved For the same reason, Eve was seduced by the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Because they promised, quote, ye shall be as gods. If anyone buys into this, this, then all accountability to a holy God goes out the window. Well, that's another thing. If I'm in a video game simulation, I've got to be accountable to a holy God. Do you? Not really. Think about that. And then they feel they can live any way they want. Oh, it's appealing. Sure. Satan is still the most subtle beast of the field, and he has not changed his tactics, as you will see when you listen to this audio. In this teaching, I will be playing the sound from the video and stopping to comment along the way so I can ultimately present a full rebuttal to this most egregious heresy. This ancient astronaut theory is going to unfortunately take many people to hell and is going to be one of the cornerstones of the grand deception the Antichrist will perpetuate. Now, then we go on to my next teaching on the intelligent design lie. Okay. In this teaching, we will see how intelligent design is not biblical but actually has its roots in 19th century deism and in the New Age movement and currently in the pseudoscience and mathematics which disbelieves biblical creationism. See, they're using all of these things together, deism, New Age, pseudoscience, mathematics, to try to to get you to disbelieve biblical creationism. Okay, which ultimately, what does that mean? Well, we believe in evolution. We evolved. Well, that's what the ancient astronaut theory teaches, which I didn't really get into in that last description, but it teaches that aliens came here millions and millions of years ago, seeded our planet with the beginnings of what ultimately became humanity, typically. Depends. Depends what version you're getting. You go and go up on YouTube and can last seen mission from Mars, well... In that particular one, the aliens that lived on Mars seeded our planet. They were showing the astronauts, this large gray alien that looked feminine. It was really creepy. Uh, seeded our planet with what became humanity. 
Okay, and then it showed it was showing this this film to this astronaut guy. Oh, this is how life got started on the planet. They seeded the oceans with the two celled amoebas, and then the amoebas became fish, and the fish grew legs, and they crawled on land, and they became monkeys, and the monkeys became us eventually. This is the kind of garbage they're trying to get us to believe. Um, that is the basis for intelligent design and the ancient astronaut theory. Okay? So, this is, this is how this all works. Most Christians believe that intelligent design is biblical. In the 1990s, the New Age authors began to teach what they call, quote, interventionist creation, in which aliens came to Earth millions of years ago, created Earth as we see it now, including all humans. Oh, that's even better. They created Earth, too. Um, and then they left. We're like their little science project. And now they've got to come back and police their science project because we've messed things up so bad. And we've also messed things up so bad with our interpretation of all religions, including, and the one they really seem to be preoccupied with, just by coincidence, is biblical, Bible-believing Christians. They're the ones that really have it wrong, and they're really the only ones that they're really concerned with. Imagine that. I'm I'm sure that that's just a big coincidence. This heresy has now evolved into into the modern-day New Age theory that supposes that superintelligent aliens invened in the world history at just the right time to create the world as we know it. Today, this theory has a new name, with pseudoscience and mathematics to make the concept believable. This is what we're just seeing with what Jones is talking about, with this grand computer simulation that we're living in. More, and again, they're saying it has to do with, well, then we must have an intelligent creator. So Jones is acting like, I see, I'm a Christian. I'm pointing people to God. No, he's not. The God he's pointing to is not the God of the Bible. Is it is a lying devil theory that is just being created with pseudoscience and mathematics. So the term for this new theory is intelligent design. So in other words, in its purest form, this theory teaches that millions of years ago, mankind was created by aliens claiming to be gods of our creation. And again, we have all kind of historical proof of that as well, that these, these entities lied. And then you go back to Genesis 6, and then the whole, the legends of like the Greeks and the Titans and Zeus and Apollo and all this other garbage. Fallen angels, procreating with women, just like Genesis 6 talks about. Um, they claim to be gods, they claim to be our creators, they're going to claim all this garbage. This is actually known as the ancient astronaut theory, that they were our creators. And it totally figures into and lines up with the intelligent design lie. So... Where else do we see Jones doing this? Well, not too long ago, he was promoting the movie Prometheus. And in a recent movie, Prometheus, directed and produced by the father of film, Ridley Scott, we find many connections to literature and the common themes that talk of creator gods descending to Earth in the ancient world. As a prequel to the infamous Alien movies, meaning they came, this was like what happened before Alien happened. Okay, the alien movies happen. The story commences in the distant past when a spacecraft with an advanced humanoid alien species, genetic engineers, arrive on Earth. Now, this is like millions of years ago. Okay, the alien engineer, he's standing on the side of this river and he consumes this dark liquid, okay, causing his body to disintegrate and fall into a nearby waterfall, hinting. Which then, it says it's hinting at seeding of new life on Earth, literally. What happens is, in the scene, is he, he disintegrates, falls into this waterfall, and then you see, you see like the DNA like 
turning black from this black liquid you consume. And then all of a sudden, you see it like two or three seconds later, starting to miraculously recombine into life forms that ultimately evolved into you and I. All life on the earth. So see, we're supposed to evidently, you know, thank these benevolent aliens that gave their own life, which is the not-so-subtle implication, like Jesus gave his own life on the cross to save our souls. No, they gave their own life to seed humanity on this earth, and they're our creators, and we actually literally spawn from their tainted, mutated, black, satanic DNA. And that's what we evolved from. This is the garbage that Prometheus... And Jones goes up there and does this big diatribe in a, in va- basically in a very positive way. He, there are certain aspects of the film that he doesn't like, but the ultimate conveyance is very, very, very much like what he's saying now with this whole grand computer simulation. See, it was intelligent design. We had a, we had a creator. We, and he's it's very subtle but really not so subtle in what he's trying to accomplish here. I was absolutely appalled when I heard, and I believe I even played the, the uh, audio clip on the, on the teaching with Jones doing this. And I'm like thinking, man, you're, you're doing this on purpose. I don't believe you're just this ignorant. I believe you're doing it on purpose because you're setting up your readers to ultimately believe in this whole ancient astronaut, intelligent design, now grand computer simulation, holographic universe garbage. And ultimately, when these things actually make their appearance, people like Jones and a whole bunch of others that have a big, big following are going to be pointing to these things saying, wow, look at all the miracles and signs and wonders, lying signs and wonders that they just did. And look at all the technology they possess. And look at how they have all the answers to all the world's problems. And hey, look, they're going to take out the wicked, evil Illuminati cabal that we've been fighting against all this time. Think about that. Because they're going to come as good guys. They're going to, yeah, all these guys you've been fighting against trying to take away your guns and trying to do this and, and all and take away all your rights. They're evil. And we're here to police them. And they're going to identify themselves as our gods. I'm telling you, people are going to fall for it hook, line, and sinker. They already are. They're being set up for this. They're being set up for this. It's so, hopefully you can see how obvious we are all being set up to believe this. Not just from Jones, but from a multitude of different sources. Mainstream media and, and Hollywood and the sitcoms and so many different shows. All setting us up for this. So, the essence of life in this, going back to the Prometheus description, the essence of life in this way is visually conveyed quite graphically is infectious, infectious codes, the building blocks of life, passing through the blood and the DNA of all life on Earth from this disintegrated monster that fell into the, the uh, side of the river that went in the waterfall. Later in the movie, we witness the impact of the meddling scientists that go to the place of origin and enter an alien chamber on a distant moon planet. The secret Prometheus... The secret of Prometheus is that the elite believe they attain godhood and are destined for the stars. Their ancient and occultic views are reflected in the dark themes of Prometheus, the very name of which hints at the quest for eternity and power among a group who think a divine right bestowed by a higher intelligence gives credence to their meddling with the affairs of common men. Ancient stories from all over the world talk of gods, giants, titans, both fighting and ruling over humanity. 
is actually quite common once you delve a little deeper into the subject. All over the world, many actual ancient civilizations believe they were in communication with gods that came from the skies. There are ancient records, art, myths that are also connected to these legends of sky people coming down to the earth. Okay, and we're going to get to see the real thing pretty soon if we're around to see it. So, going further, back to the main report, a new scientific paper published by ARXIV and co-authored by Silas Bean from the University of Bonn reveals strong statistical evidence that our reality is indeed a grand computer simulation. The title of the paper is entitled, quote, Constraints on the Universe as a Numerical Simulation. See, they always want to be real, real scientific and have all these big terms and act like they're so much smarter than you. The Bible says, professing themselves to be wise, they became as fools in Romans 1. And these are the types of people like this. They're here, they're nothing more than a tool of Satan to destroy your faith, or if you're unsaved, to make sure you never get saved. If you want to put it in a real simple nutshell. That's the whole purpose of this type of material. So that if you're saved, destroy your faith, and if you're unsaved, you're never going to get saved. And people like Jones are being used as a tool for it. I don't know of anybody that's gotten saved from listening to Alex Jones. I don't. Going further, so this, this, all this stuff was on his website. He's promoting this. Multiple reports, not just one, not like just some blip on the radar. He had like two or three reports. Had audios and all kinds of stuff, or videos that he did. Here's another one that was on here about this. It's called The Nature of Reality. Alex welcomes journalist and the editor of PrisonPlanet.com, Paul Joseph Watson, uh, to discuss the nature of reality. As top research has shown, it may be a giant computer simulation. I, I can't even hardly stand to look at that Paul Joseph Watson guy. There's something about him that, to me, I just, he does, and there's no way the guy's a Christian. He doesn't profess it. He doesn't look like it. He doesn't act like it. I just get a real bad vibe about the guy. And he's his main editor, dude. Now, my comment. So now Alex and his editor, Paul Joseph Watson, and his buddy, Mike Adams, are now all on board with the ultra-new-ager, David Icke by saying that the universe is most likely a computer-slash-holographic simulation. Okay, now, and I give you the link to there where they're saying this. He even said he needs to get David Icke on a show to confirm all of this. Like, David Icke is who we need to be going to for truth. This is one of the most deluded, evil dudes on the planet. Do you know David Icke's main spiritual mentor, he says, and has said many, many times, the guy he thinks is the wisest guy on the planet, is this guy named Credo Morando, or something like that. A black gentleman, witch doctor, from Africa. Talks very, very, very soft-spoken. You would think, you know, but I, I like the skull he wears around his neck. It's a nice touch. I figure maybe I could do that one time. Maybe if I had like a, a video, maybe wear like a skull around it. Maybe some horns, a pitchfork, and a pointed tail too would be a nice touch. Maybe file my teeth down into fangs. That would also be good. And maybe get some of those big gauges in my ears. I think that'd be a good look for me. And maybe with a mohawk. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's David Ike's. If you ask him, and I've heard him ask point blank, who do you think is like the most wisest man on the planet? Oh, it's Credo. Who has said openly that he has eaten part of a gray alien. And when he did, he had like this uh, satanic epiphany. 
in like the, the mountainous desert, wherever he found this gray alien, and his buddy told him, he says, yeah, if you eat some of this gray alien, man, you'll, you're, you're going to have like this epiphany type of uh, witchcraft voodoo doctor trip thing going on. And then he got abducted, and this is from Credo, got abducted. This is David Icke's main spiritual mentor. And was taken aboard the mothership and had sexual relations with some type of uh, female-looking, demonic, alien creature. And then other stuff happened to him that I can't even say, inappropriate stuff. And this is the guy... Where's the skull around his neck? Voodoo high priest, witch doctor in Africa. This is the guy that Ike looks to for wisdom. This is the same guy, Ike, who Alex Jones has brought on his show regularly now for a long time, who Alex Jones used to condemn. <laughs> so, hey, a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways, so what are you going to do? Anyway... He needs to get David Icke on a show to confirm all this about the computer simulation. Because David Icke has been saying this. Actually, he says we've, we've lived in a holographic universe. He, and then he says, he can say he has a relationship with Jesus Christ, Alex Jones, all day long. But this, his gospel is totally different than that of the Bible. He commingles pseudoscience, New Age philosophy, and his interpretation of the Bible. And you cannot do that. The word of God is of no private interpretation. He picks and chooses what he wants, and then he combines all this other garbage with it, which contradicts the word of God. Can't do that. Sorry. A lot of people do it. A lot of people start their own little cults and do that, but we're not supposed to do that. I know of no one who has actually gotten saved by listening to a show. He is referencing that godless Paul Watson, who is now in the video you'll watch. If you choose to click on these links, they did videos on this. They really spent a lot of time on really wanting to cram this down our throats. He's referencing Paul Joseph Watson, who is referring to Plato, who is burning in hell right now, as we know. I mean, the ancient philosopher. Totally contradictory to the word of God. He's referencing Plato and Dante's Inferno as a basis of truth and fact for this grand computer simulation. And they said they're even going to make another video about Dante's Inferno and how it's, it's going to commingle into this new research with the science about we're, we're living in a computer simulation. Using Dante's Inferno and Plato as basis of their fact. <laughs> I'm like, hey man, why don't you get Mickey Mouse and Pluto and Superman in there too? Maybe Elmo. He could make like a cameo appearance. I could even make a cameo, cameo appearance too, maybe. You know? Uh, it's, it's insanity. Total. And I mean, I'm reading this and I'm watching these videos and I'm like thinking... Man, he's really, really went off the deep end. He's really, really coming. He's really, I mean, if he was playing his cards close to the vest and he wasn't, he's really laying them all out now. And he's hoping that nobody calls him on this. And it's like, again, like the Pentecostal church where you've got all these people oh, saying this and this and that. And then, then they just go on after they get all these prophecies wrong, after they give out bad material like he's giving out. And they expect and hope nobody will say anything when their prophecies don't come to pass or when bad information is given out and we're just supposed to go our merry way. But he's planted the seed in your head. That's the point. And then when all this stuff really starts to go down on a satanic new age, new world order, antichrist, false prophet level, then you'll hearken back to this and say, yeah, we, we do live in a computer simulation. It is a holographic universe and we did have an intelligent designer and, and, and our gods are these, these, uh, 
these uh, ancient astronauts that did seed humanity on Earth. You see where I'm going with this? It's, it's so obvious what is going to most likely happen here, or some derivation of that. Now, the word with, regarding Dante's Inferno, Inferno is also the word for hell, is, is the first part of Dante's Allegory's 14th century epic poem, The Divine Comedy. It is an allegory telling of the journey of Dante through hell, guided by the Roman poet Virgil. Uh, this is a soul-damning heresy, and Alex Jones is only helping people get to hell, especially if he stays on this current path and philosophy. He's the one responsible for this. He's going to have to give an account to God. Most likely, the way I see it, great white throne judgment, not judgment seat of Christ for the Christians. He's going to be at the great white throne judgment if he keeps on this current path, and he's going to have to give an account for this garbage. And all the people that ended up in hell because he steered them in the wrong direction. Galatians 1.6 says, I marvel that you are so soon removed from him that has call, called you unto the grace of Christ unto another gospel. This is another gospel. This is the gospel of Satan. What I'm talking about. Intelligent design. Computer simulation. Ancient astronaut theory. This is all garbage and lies. Which is not another gospel. But there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. It's exactly what's going on here. Perversion of the gospel of Christ. But though we, or an angel from heaven, preach any other gospel unto you than that which we have preached unto you, let him be accursed. So, you're bringing a curse on yourself, Jones, by doing this garbage, trying to destroy the faith of true Bible-believing Christians. Not so subtly, as far as I can see. I got this email. This is an older email. This is from July 7th of last year from a listener named Christian. And it's regarding the new Alex Jones video warning, Humanity's Greatest Secret, Dreams of the Universe. Okay, now this is one of the many things. I keep track of this stuff. I add to my files. I have on different, uh, in this case, heretics. So that I don't just let something go by and I don't have documentation of it. I mean, this is right off his website, all the stuff. This was last year. I had forgot about this. My listener writes, Dear Brethren, with this new InfoWars new video, I send you undeniable proof that Jones is leading more people into New Age beliefs by the day. Listen when he says, quote, We are created by the universe. Let's reach a higher consciousness. Humanity is in its embryonic stage. End of quote. If that isn't total New Age garbage and lies, I don't know what is. We are being created by the universe? Hey, nothing like giving credit to the Lord Jesus Christ. No, it's the universe that's created us. Let's reach a higher consciousness? Huh, does that sound like you shall be as gods with the serpent and Eve in the Garden of Eden? Does that sound like what the New Agers are promising and these people that are getting abducted by aliens and what these ascended masters are sending these transmissions on of what they're saying and their supposed whatever transmissions where they're saying we're going to become as gods, we're going to go from the age of Pisces into the age of Aquarius into the New World Order, but it will require sacrifices on your part. That's going to be the whole theme of the coming New World Order. You're going to be as gods. These benevolent creator gods are going to come back and say, hey, listen, we can give you all this, but you have to make this transition into godhood to become worthy, and there will be sacrifices involved. Hey, you're going to have to take this microchip in your right hand and your forehead. You know, I'm sure there'll be things leading up to that. 
You'd be damned to hell forever, but you know, hey, you'd be as gods, supposedly. And you won't even be that. You'd be an idiot. <laughs> you shall be as idiots. No, they don't want to say that because that's not as appealing. And then humanity is in its embryonic stage. Oh, really? Really? Wow. I could have swore we were better when God made Adam and Eve perfect in the Garden of Eden. And things have kind of degraded since then. After sin entered in. <laughs> you know? Our lifespan greatly decreased after the flood. I mean, proven biblical fact. And yet, we're in the embryonic stage. What does that imply? That implies evolution. That we're evolving. This is all about evolving. This is all about intelligent design. Darwinism, but on a kind of a different, more intelligent design, pseudo-garbage level. Hope you, I hope you can see what he's doing, Jones. Because... This is a great example, not just of what Jones is trying to do, but a lot of other organizations, New Agers, the mass media, the, the um, Hollywood shows, all this stuff. They're trying to do the exact same thing. So, my listener goes on, he says, he kind of sounds like the serpent in the Bible saying, for God doth know that in the day ye eat thereof, then your eyes shall be open, and then ye shall be as gods, knowing good and evil, Genesis 3.5. So there's a link here you can click on, Humanity's Greatest Secrets, Dreams of the Universe, where, you know, Jones puts on his, basically what he's doing is he's putting on his um, clerical garb, his preacher hat, and all of a sudden he becomes this expert on spiritual matters. And it, at best, he is a, beyond a spiritual novice, at worst, he is a pre-positioned plant to bring in this very concept to ultimately damn as many people to hell as possible. Beware everyone following Alex Jones and his buddies like David Icke is going to fall for the coming New Age Great Deception. Beware. My response to him. Amen. I was also disgusted over Jones's constantly using the term species. Always doing that crap over and over. Always. Sorry, I probably shouldn't have said that, but he's always doing that. Species, species, species. Who else does that? Mega, mega, mega New Agers that want population reduction and control. I'm going to reprove that to you next, next article. I'm going to have to stop here. I'm already over time. But... I'm just going to finish this and then we'll go to the next part. I was disgusted over Jones constantly using the term species in the video and frequently during his radio broadcasts. To describe humanity, which is the same term the highest level Illuminati used to describe humanity. At the opening session of the UN Conference on Environment and uh, Development, the Earth Summit, Maurice Strong, who is one of the most wicked, evil men that's ever walked the planet, who is the UN CED General Secretary, bemoaned the world's explosive increase in population and warned we have been the most su successful species ever. We are now a species out of control. Population must be stabilized and rapidly. What does that mean? World depopulation. According to New World Order, 10 Georgia Guidestone, 10 Commandments of the New World Order Guidelines, the first commandment is to reduce world population to 500 million which is between a 95 to 90% reduction of current levels. Okay, that's a lot of people that got to go. 
in their eyes. Also, his promotion of the caveman races in this video, which this Humanity's Greatest Secrets by Alex Jones, his promotion of the caveman races in the video that supposedly lived millions of years ago is a direct endorsement for his belief in Darwinism. See, how do you believe in Darwinism in the Bible, Mr. Born Again, save Alex Jones? How, how does that work? Well, I commingle the two. I commingle all these New Age beliefs and the Bible, and I can do that because I have that liberty. No, we don't have that liberty in Christ. We don't. We believe the Word of God or we don't believe it. So he's, he's having all these things about cavemen living millions and millions of years ago, and that implies that obviously evolution... And his belief in Darwinism, which obviously totally contradicts the Bible. God created Adam and Eve about 6,000 years ago, not Neanderthal man who evolved from apes that came from the primordial sludge of millions of years ago. That was my response. So, we're going to continue the next article in the next series, and we're going to be looking at the Rockefeller Brother Fund. We're buying off evangelicals, mayors, governors, and, and the earth. And it kind of relates to this last story with Jones as well. So, we'll see you in part two. God bless you. Scott Johnson's weekly audios are available for free 24-7 on the internet at contendingfortruth.com. That's C-O-N-T-E-N-D-I-N-G-F-O-R-T-R-U-T-H dot com. Please help us continue this work. To support this ministry, our mailing address is Scott Johnson, 2nd Line 450, Conover, C-O-N-O-V-R, Boulevard West. Number 202, Third Line, Conover, North Carolina, 28613. Or on the internet, PayPal can be used at contendingfortruth.com. Thank you, and may the Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you.